Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hey there, this is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We are going to get pretty tactical today. A few of you on the on different uh, forms of feedback, emails, the DMs, all of that stuff, have been asking some really specific nutrition and especially supplement questions lately. I don't know why there's been such a flood of supplement questions. I don't know if any, uh, they haven't been on any specific supplements. There's not, as far as I know, any particular new supplement taking the fitness world by storm. But people have been asking about certain supplements, what should they take, does this work, how much, things like that. So I thought we would break down supplements that probably do work, because that's a short list. Maybe give some uh, nod toward supplements that definitely don't work or don't at least don't work the way that you probably think they do, have been led to believe they do. And some things to watch out for when you're shopping for supplements, looking at health food products, things like that. So first things first, supplements that work. It's a really short list. So we're looking at caffeine, protein powders, and specifically, let's actually get more specific, caffeine, whey, and cassian protein, carbohydrate formulas, carbohydrate drinks, creatine, and omega-3 supplements. That's basically the whole list. So let's get into it. For those of you shouting at your podcast device right now, but what about my X, Y, and Z? Hang tight. I think we're going to get to it. If not, I'm sure you'll let me hear about it. So first things first, caffeine. Caffeine, super useful. Caffeine is the best pre-workout. Caffeine is, and I'm taking this, some of this information comes from the good people at Renaissance Periodization. If you haven't read The Renaissance Diet, I suggest it. Um, I think they're on version three by now. Version two definitely already came out. Super useful, really easy to read, some fairly dense science, but wrapped in a way that uh, people find relatively digestible. Keep in mind that a lot of it is written with sort of a bodybuilding competitor in mind. So take that with a grain of salt for some of the super specific tactical stuff in there. You probably don't have to go quite that crazy. So caffeine, pre-workouts, Caffeine is the best pre-workout. As I said before, caffeine is what's known as a sympathomimetic. So what it does, it, it activates your sympathetic nervous system. That's your fight or flight. That, that's your lizard brain coming out to play. So you have, this is where you get, and you see these claims all the time on pre-workouts, increased alertness, better focus, um, increased repetition performance. You can get a few more reps, a little more endurance, some increased motivation. That's where you feel kind of pumped up, feel excited. So caffeine, super useful. It's a stimulant. You want a little more focus, a little more, a few more reps, a little more endurance. Caffeine is a good way to go. Every other pre-workout, well, let's save that. Let's save that to the end. We said we're going to talk about things that work first. Caffeine, totally useful. If you don't like anything else, if you don't currently consume caffeine, start out slow. Don't go order five shots from Starbucks just because Justin said caffeine was a good idea. But if you don't use it, Try it out. Be aware one of the side effects of caffeine can be to mess with your sleep. So that alertness and focus, if that lasts too long, you'll have a hard time shutting down for sleep. And again, uh, people build up a tolerance to this. Some people can drink a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock at night and be totally fine. Some people know that they can't drink coffee after 2 o'clock or their sleep is going to be really messed up. So notice these things. When you insert something new into your routine, 
or playing around with stuff, notice how it affects the rest of your life, especially your rest and recovery. So caffeine, total thumbs up. Protein powders, whey protein and cassian protein. Whey protein and cassian protein are both products naturally occurring in milk. Basically, to simplify it, when you split a milk protein, you get half of the whey protein and half is the cassian. I know that's a simplification. Don't write it in, but that's, it's good enough. It breaks up the milk protein. One half is one, one half is the other. Whey protein is most of the protein on the market, and for a good reason. Whey protein is super quick digestible. So as a uh, during a workout or immediately after a workout, if you've ever heard people talk about the anabolic window, having to get extra protein in right around a workout, whey protein is excellent for that because it's super fast uptake. You drink that whey protein, it hits your system right away, starts working on rebuilding muscle, all the things that we want protein to do, super, super useful. And it tends to be relatively affordable. There are degrees of whey protein. I'm not going to go into isolate versus all the other versions. Uh, short story, you don't have to pay a ton of money for your whey protein. You definitely don't need special mixes and complexes and proprietary blends in your whey protein. I usually look for a company that is, you know, I can, I think I can trust. Sometimes I like to work with local small companies because I like supporting local small businesses. Shout out Earthfed Muscle. Their stuff is delicious. But you can look and see how much protein are you getting per dollar? How much is a scoop? It's written right on the nutrition label. You want all the protein and as little of everything else as you can. That said, I suggest not doing unflavored protein. I tried it. I tried to be a tough guy, said I was going to get pure whey protein. So zero fat, zero carbohydrates, just pure protein. And it was like drinking chalk. I'm not tough enough. I always go with the default now. I have the chocolate whey protein. It's a couple of carbs and I think mm, half a gram of fat. It's really, really low. Uh, super useful, super quick uptake, tastes great and super quick digesting. Cassian protein is the other side of that. Cassian protein is really slow digesting. So why would you want a slow digesting protein? Well, it depends what you're doing. You don't want it immediately after workout for that quick uptake. But what if you need more protein for your day? What if you're aiming for a certain amount of protein and it's the evening? Cassian protein is awesome as a nighttime supplement. It's relatively normal for me to have people to have some Cassian protein, you know, 45 minutes before they go to bed. Uh, you don't want it right when you go to bed because it can sometimes mess with digestion, active digestion sometimes messes with people's sleep. But a little bit before bed, have some Cassian protein, and it basically takes four to six hours to digest super slow dripping protein into your system not a shock but you get that protein you could also use cassian protein and we'll talk about this with carbohydrate formulas also in a minute potentially as like a meal replacement i don't love shakes and liquid calories as a meal replacement but if you're going on a long trip you're going on a drive you know you're not going to be able to get some food cassian protein is okay for that Next, carbohydrate formulas, liquid carbs. So it's dextrose, it's your Gatorade, it's your powdered lemonade, uh, uh, what's it, Powerade? Does Powerade still exist? I think Powerade still exists. These are processed carbohydrate sources, so they're super quick uptake, sort of like that whey protein. They digest really, really quickly. Because of this, we wanna limit their use. You don't wanna have it all the time throughout the day. But it is awesome for during a workout. If you're doing long workout sessions, let's say more than 60 or 70 minutes, having a, a carbohydrate drink in there, maybe with some protein, can be really useful. Keep you hydrated, keep your blood sugar up. 
also useful immediately after a workout for the exact same reason, super high uptake. This is why runners have this stuff. Whenever you see a, a large road race, even a, a 10K, but certainly half marathons and marathons, typically there's some sort of carbohydrate drink, sometimes referred to as an electrolyte drink, out there on the sides and they're giving people because they need it. They burn through their stores. This is super quick uptake. It'll hit your blood sugar right away. You can combine the carbohydrate formula with your calcium protein for a meal replacement. So if you're trying, if you, you know, as we said, we're not a big fan of liquid meal replacements as a regular thing, but you're backed into a corner, you just need something for sure, it's gonna be hours before you can eat again, some calcium protein mixed with whatever your carbohydrate formula cho uh, choice is, is good to go. I, I swear to you this is true, I just buy straight dextrose. Be careful, measure it out. Dextrose is super, 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 super sweet, but you're only getting what you're getting. There's not a bunch of colors. There's not a bunch of other stuff. It's extremely sweet. It makes whatever you're tasting a little bit sweeter, which most people find fine. And you can shop around and get bulk of dextrose relatively cheaply. Again, you don't need a special proprietary blend. If you uh, want a slower digesting carbohydrate formula, there are a couple out there. Waxy Maze is kind of the most popular one. So just waxy, W-A-X-Y, and then maize, as in corn, M-A-I-Z-E, exactly what it is. And that is a slow digesting one. So truthfully, if you have the option, mixing that with Castian is best for your quote-unquote meal replacement, but you don't need nine different kinds of carbohydrate formula on your shelf. Don't go crazy. Uh, creatine. Creatine, or also known as creatine. Creatine naturally occurs in the human body. Everyone has creatine. Creatine helps buffer your ATP, which is that, that creatine phosphate energy system, lets you go really hard uh, for a, you know, a, a muscle contraction. Most people only carry around one to three seconds of ATP, so it's that super short sprint, and it takes a minute to re-up that ATP when you're working. Creatine has been shown really usefully to especially add more reps, give you the ability to do more reps at maximal effort. So if you're doing back squats, and you would normally be able to do five at whatever weight you're doing, maybe you can get six or seven. So getting another rep or maybe two at maximal or near maximal weights, which is really useful because that's where a lot of the, the excellent work happens, especially if we're working on absolute strength. Creatine is, I think, probably the most studied supplement there is. It has been studied to death. There was a big hubbub in the early 90s when a bunch of baseball players and other professional athletes were shown to have been using creatine. And it was sort of a catchword if you were in weight rooms, locker rooms at the time, I certainly was, you heard people talking about creatine and how they were going to use creatine almost like it was steroids. So it got this spotlight thrown on it, tons of studies done about it. Creatine is incredibly safe. Also, I will say, you do not need to do a loading phase. Loading phases are super popular around creatine, where you take the idea is you need your cells to be saturated with this stuff. So you start with a ton of it, maybe taking 20 or 30 grams per day. That's a lot. And then eventually titrating down to the normal dose, which for almost everyone is five grams a day. I suggest against doing the loading phase for a couple of reasons. A bunch of recent work, recent work, pardon me, shows it's not really useful and it's not necessary. You don't have to do it. Also, the side effects of high doses of creatine can be completely uncomfortable and potentially embarrassing. Think significant digestive issues. That's all I'm gonna say, but lots of creatine, if you have to go out and about during the day, may not be your friend. 
five grams of creatine a day, every day, it's the kind of thing you want to stay saturated on, will help get more reps, push those big weights, uh, and improves your endurance. And last one, omega-3 supplements. So we're talking fish oil here. Fish oil, there's like every supplement, like almost everything with nutrition, we could fall down a real rabbit hole of different kinds of fish oil and levels of uh, DHA and how whether pills are better than liquids. I don't want to go there. Fish oil is probably pretty useful. In uh, you know a standard American diet, omega-3 is, uh, the omega-3 levels tend to be pretty low. Omega-6s are fairly high, uh, omega-3s are really low. Omega-3s are easiest to find in fish, fatty fish, basically. It's a big deficiency in an otherwise healthy diet. It's very normal to see omega-3 levels lower than you want it to be. So fish oil is an easy way to up those omega-3 levels. I'm happy to talk about different kinds of fish oil and liquid and what the various benefits are and how certain companies have been shown to have lots of quote-unquote stale fish oil on the shelves. I suggest not getting yourself wrapped around an axle, picking up some fish oil, whatever you like. Some people, you may want to go with a flavored fish oil because the pure fish flavor can be a little unpleasant. The term fish burps gets thrown around a lot, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Not terribly pleasant, but it seems like fish oil is probably useful. There's some recent work showing that maybe it's not as good for heart health as we thought it is, but I haven't seen anything showing it to be a negative. So it does seem to be a standard dietary deficiency unless you eat lots of fish. If you eat fish, especially fatty fish, twice a week, you probably don't need an omega-3 supplement. But if you don't, pick up an omega-3 supplement. Uh, we're looking for, you know, a thousand grams total a day uh, combined EHA, uh, DHA and EPA. All right, so those are supplements that work. Supplements that don't work, almost everything else. Seriously, almost everything else. Whatever the most popular thing you're thinking of that you know everyone takes, uh, there's probably not a lot of work showing that it works. Now, I'm not against anecdotal evidence. Someone took this thing and it makes them feel really good. T take a look at it. Is it possible you're doing any harm? Is it possible that there's something in that supplement other than the thing you think is making you feel good that is responsible for that? One big culprit of this is beta-alanine. Beta-alanine is in almost every pre-workout. And while beta-alanine does have some very small potential side effects, it is almost never ever in a pre-workout in a clinical effective dose, right? So for any supplement to work, it needs to be the right amount to do the job. One milligram of whey protein is not gonna help you at all. You are consuming whey protein, you're having a supplement that Justin said works, but one milligram isn't going to do anything. You probably need 20 to 30 grams. So if an effective dose of beta alanine, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it's something like seven grams, your average pre-workout might have two grams. So nowhere near the clinically effective dose. Why did they put it in there? Because beta alanine makes your skin feel a little tingly. You actually feel sort of like pins and needles when you consume it. And that feeling is how people think pre-workout feels like it's working. They can feel it working. Sort of like skincare manufacturers putting peroxide in face washes, even though ostensibly peroxide dries things out, but it gives you that tingly feeling so you can feel it working. People like it when they can feel things working, so they buy these pre-workouts. I said it before and I'll say it again, caffeine is the best pre-workout. You don't need another pre-workout. If you wanna play around with them, go ahead, you're gonna do it. Do keep in mind 
that on a pretty regular basis, supplements get, especially pre-workout supplements, get busted for having drugs in them and ingredients in them that are not listed on the label. This is a good time to say that the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry with almost no regulation. People are not testing, people are not watching, where the, the factories where supplements are made are all over the place with quality control. Your supplement may very well be made in the same tub as other supplements. A number of different labeled supplements may come out of the same batch. You know, picture one giant drum and they pour 30 gallons of this into one bucket with labels, change the labels, pour 30 gallons out of the same bucket into that. So you could be overpaying for the same thing. But especially ingredients that are not listed on the label and that you don't expect to be in the supplement, being in the supplement is unfortunately super common. This is sometimes, not always, but sometimes the case when you hear athletes being busted for having banned drugs in their system and they claim they don't know why. They took these normal supplements that are normal over-the-counter supplements with nothing untoward listed in them and it turns out there's some very untoward stuff in the ingredients. This has happened with a number of athletes, both professional and high-level amateur over the years who have unfortunately been taking one thing or another and it hasn't been properly tested, hasn't been quality controlled. It's just from some unregulated supplement company, read basically all of them, and they get thrown out of their competition. They've lost medals. People have lost huge amounts of prize money. It's really unfortunate and a really big deal. If this is important to you, if you're someone who gets tested, you're going to be drug tested. If you're a competitive weightlifter, if you're a competitive uh, cyclist, if you're someone who you know there's a chance you're going to be drug tested, I strongly, strongly suggest you only take supplements that have been tested and approved by a separate agency that they do not have any banned substances in them. If it's important to you, treat it like it's important to you. Back to supplements that probably don't work. Anything with a proprietary blend. Proprietary blends are, at, on the surface, very reasonable. Company, a company has invented the perfect combination of protein and carbs and stimulants and flavors, and it's just amazing, and it's worth all this money. It works better than anything else does, and they don't want to give their secrets away. That is a possibility. Proprietary blends are also a great way to hide the fact that you're not including clinically efficacious doses of these supplements in your proprietary blend. So you can say you have your X, Y, and Z pre-workout blend, but you don't actually have a useful amount of anything in there. Maybe it's just some caffeine powder, some chocolate syrup, nothing else, and you're charging $89.99 a tub for it because you have a really shiny label. Totally something that happens. I strongly suggest avoid proprietary blends. If a company will not tell you what they're putting in their product, you, there's no reason to trust them. If you know them personally and you can ask them, maybe. Again, shout out EarthFed Muscle, who doesn't use proprietary blends, one of the reasons I love them. Supplements that probably don't work. Protein-adjacent supplements. Most think like BCAAs get a lot of press here, things that are a piece of a protein without being a complete protein. These tend to be very expensive. They tend to be sold with the promise of being super useful. But when you look at these studies, when you look at when they are actually useful, it's always combined with full proteins. It's enormous amount that you need to actually be effective. And there is no benefit. There's essentially no benefit to consuming BCAAs over just consuming the full protein. 
especially because BCAAs tend to be much more expensive. Same thing with any sort of amino acid-based supplement, just go for the whey protein. Just go for the cassian protein. Leave all that stuff on the shelf. You don't know it. The overwhelming majority of stuff in a supplement store likely doesn't work. And it almost definitely doesn't work in the way that you want it to work. It may make you feel a certain way in the short in the short term, but it is not going to help in the way you want it to. There aren't magic pills. Finally, we could do a whole long list of supplements that don't work, but let's end with fat burners. Anything that's a fat burner isn't a fat burner. So we're looking at thermogenics. We're looking at gels and creams that you apply to areas to reduce fat slash tighten up skins, things like that. Lots of different claims here. They don't work. What thermogenics tend to do is slightly raise your heart rate for a short period of time. Sometimes they can also increase your internal temperature very slightly. So you'll feel a little hot, a little sweaty. One of the ways they'll do this is a lot of times they will include capsaicin in there, which is the thing that makes jalapenos and other hot peppers, it gives them their heat. So it'll give you something that generates that hot heat feeling. Typically also mixed with some kind of stimulant, usually just caffeine, sometimes some other things. And be, be on the lookout for things that aren't caffeine, but dressed up as caffeine, tea extracts and stuff like that. Oftentimes this is just re another way to call caffeine, caffeine without saying the word caffeine. Raising your heart rate slightly and making your skin feel slightly warm will not cause you to lose fat. If it did, it would be such a tiny amount that you wouldn't notice it. You would have to consume an obscene amount of this fat burner far beyond what would be safe for you to consume to lose any amount of weight that you would notice. It would be almost all water weight. It would be very uncomfortable. And then you would be back right where you started, but not feeling good. For the creams and gels and all of that stuff, it's just pure snake oil. You cannot rub a cream on the outside of skin and affect the exogenous fat underneath that skin. It's not a thing. It is People were selling this off carts in the 1850s. It has never worked. It will never work. There's no mechanism for it to happen. Should this ever change, I will totally record something and say, hey guys, good news. You can do spot reduction with the cream. It would be super exciting. Someone just made a trillion dollars. It's not a thing. Do not, there no heating cream, no special salve, no special gel. I don't care who endorses it and what they look like. It doesn't work. All right, so supplements that work. Supplements that probably don't work and some things to look out for. I hope this is useful. Team, let me know if you like this really tactical stuff. I can dive down these rabbit holes all day. We've been spending more time on sort of how you approach training, how you think about training, how you deal with that in the rest of your life, because I find it interesting. But we have all this knowledge, and my goal here is to be useful to you. All we do is one-on-one -on -one training. We design custom programs for people. So I'm going to give you a thing that works for you. Hit us up in the comments. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. We're super responsive there. I love hearing from y'all. I really appreciate all the feedback so far. Check out the website, feelstrong.me. And remember, we don't work with everyone, but we will talk to anyone. Reach out. Thank you so much for your time and feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please visit us at feelstrong.me, DM us at feelstrongfit on Instagram to get started, or just pick our brain. If you could rate and review us on iTunes, five stars, write something, it makes a big difference. Folks, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. 
you're ready to get started today, get in touch. Thank you again, and feel strong.